0: Conversations that matter to you. We need proper representation. Time for Fridays with Fry, with Russell Fry on the Liz Callaway Show with Nick Summers on Talk ninety four point five.
1: All right, it is eight thirty six on the Liz Callaway Show, and joining us live on the air is Congressman Russell Fry. Good morning.
0: Good morning. How are you?
1: Good. I'm sorry, Glenn. I was waiting for his walk-up music. I'm sorry. I,
0: I, I can't. I can't. I couldn't find his walk-up <laughs> That's music. That's
1: That was the, the pregnant pause there. Yeah. So sorry about that, Congressman. Thank you so much for joining us. A lot of news breaking. I played uh, some of the clip uh, from Newsmax of of this being the impeachment inquiry being the next logical step. So uh, tell us what is the difference between uh, the inquiry and an actual impeachment hearing? A lot of people wanted to know that. Um and also people fear that this isn't really going to go anywhere cuz that's uh, they're saying it's going to die in the senate.
0: Well, it could. But again, we we can only control what we have happened in the house. Look, an inquiry is is the investigation. We are continuing to do this. But here's what the constitution prescribes. The constitution is very clear that when there are abuses of power or you need to hold somebody accountable in, you know, the judiciary, in the executive branch, but impeachment is one of those tools. And so in order to do that and to set that up, um, you go through this process. And And what is what I think is, is the crux of this is oversight just generally is, is supposed to color public policy. You're supposed to dig under these things to kind of shape public policy. Well, at this point, based on all the things that we're seeing, the inquiry changes, I think, the trajectory. But it's no longer just about creating policy to fix a problem. We now have a, you know, we now have a problem uh, because there is so much out there. And so the Constitution prescribes these things, what we do. Uh, I think this is, like I said, this is the next logical step given all the things. And of course, I've been saying we need to do this for a while. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. is the next step that sets us up. And And it changes, I think it changes the trajectory. It's no longer about fixing a a law somewhere or kind of figure out what you can do. There are serious, credible problems with the Biden money laundering scheme. Mm -hmm. And when you have a vice president, particularly the Ukraine situation, where they're withholding money until a prosecutor is fired because your Mm -hmm. son sits on the board of an international energy company, You know, that's kind of a problem. And then he gets fired. You have (laughs) have themes of bribery, and the Constitution is very clear about that. That's one of the very first things, uh, you know, that, that, that an officer of the United States can be impeached for bribery, high crimes and misdemeanors, and the like. And so this next step is really important. And I think when we go after and get documents and we request things, you know, we kind of have to fight and claw and, and do all these things to get it. When you go in front of a judge, because the Constitution is very clear, the House has the sole role for impeachment. I think it gets. I think it strengthens our hand from a court argument because these legal battles are going to start to heat up, particularly when we go. You know, when we go into um, some of these other bank accounts that we're trying to do, when we're trying to get other information, it just gives us that legal lens. It says the House has started this inquiry. And, and they have that sole role. You can't argue that they are not entitled to these types of documents.
1: I have heard from you. Also, we heard from uh, Congressman, Ma- uh, Congresswoman Mace, that there, I- there, ha- you have seen things that are very shocking in the suspicious uh, activity reports. Do you think um based on what you know and you haven't uh, haven't really revealed uh what those particular things are but once those become public and the evidence is there and the paperwork is there and you can point to it is it going to be something that democrats and and really other even some rhinos in the senate cuz some even some republicans are saying that they shouldn't uh this inquiry shouldn't happen uh do you think it's going to be undeniable that uh Joe Biden was involved in high crimes and misdemeanors based on those SARS reports?
0: Well, and maybe bribery and all these other, I mean, that's kind of the, that's where, you know, those are the clear, uh, those are the clear points about, you know, impeachment, mm-hmm. how you or why you would impeach somebody. Um, look, I think the evidence is pretty outstanding right now. I think there's still things that we need to get. Uh, we're, you know, we we found just the other week that there you know, that he used three aliases. So we're trying to get the emails of the aliases that he used um, to communicate with his son. We had the flight manifest we just got from Air Force Two, you know, that showed Hunter Biden on the flight at least 15 times. Mm -hmm. So we're constantly getting these things. And look, in inquiry, what what I've said all along, and I think Chairman Comer and Jim Jordan have said is, let the facts guide us. You know, impeachment is not a political thing in the sense of like, we just don't like you or your policies and we think you're a terrible president and we're going to impeach you because we don't like you. Impeachment is, is supposed to be serious. It is serious. And and we're going to do our job. We're going to let the facts dictate where we go. But right now, you know, think about what we know today compared to what we knew in January. We didn't know any of this stuff was out there. We had no idea. We had suspicions. The Ukraine video was out there. And you know, we knew about the Hunter Biden laptop and all this stuff. But some, think about all the things that we've been able to get because we have control of the House. And so we're going to keep doing that and just building... You know, building that case and letting the facts guide us. Look, this is, to me, it's very black and white. I'll just put it as a lawyer. Like, that's what you do. You put, mm-hmm. you know, you put your stuff together. You put, you put it out there. And look, there's nothing there. But every single week has gotten worse for Joe Biden at the beginning. There's not a week that comes out and it's like, oh, well, that evidence actually is not good for us. No, everything that we've gotten so far has been worse and worse and worse for this president. And four and, and, and showing, I mean, five countries, $20 million, 20 LLCs going to nine members yeah. of the Biden family yeah. laundered through a series of foreign shell companies, you know, Biden family associates. It's, it's sketchy. It's weird. And it doesn't add up.
1: What do you really think? Do you think that there's enough evidence to impeach him?
0: I think the Ukraine thing is the clearest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, look, Direct I always line. like to have more evidence, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're continuing to get those. But Ukraine, you have, you know, the, a meeting in Dubai that the executives asked Hunter to call Washington because they were getting this pressure uh, from mm-hmm. this prosecutor. I think Burisma too. Remember this: Burisma was trying to acquire a U.S. company. They wanted to be more international, and the one thing that would cause a hiccup is if this prosecutor in Ukraine was checking under the hood of Burisma and looking to see that, you know, maybe things are kind of weird. The United Kingdom had already seized, I think, their their chairman's money. And so in Dubai, they say, call Washington, we're getting killed. And of course, he calls Washington. And then you fast forward like a week later, he's on the plane with his dad to Ukraine, mm. where the money is held up until right. the prosecutor is fired. I think that is the clearest example right now. Uh, the clearest example. You obviously have, you know, the meeting with the Russian oligarch here at Cafe Milano in Washington D.C. And you know, surprisingly, here comes Joe Biden into that meeting to meet mm-hmm. with Hunter and this Russian oligarch. And then the next day, there's a wire for three or three and a half million dollars into Hunter Biden's account from the Russian oligarch. I mean, th- these are the types of things that that I'm seeing right now that are, you know, very clear.
1: We're speaking with Congressman Russell Fry. If you have any questions, you can text in at 843 798 talk seven nine eight eight two five five. Did you have something? Yeah.
0: Um, uh, the question is, how does Congressman Fry feel about the additional twenty one billion possibly going to Ukraine? That I don't know anything about. Do you? Well, it's a supplemental request. Um, look, I've been very clear about this with my votes and with my public statements. No more money for Ukraine. We need audits on Ukraine. We need to know where the money went. We need to go know where these assets went. Uh, we need more investment from the European partners. Look, uh, at the end of the day, they have every right to defend themselves. But we have problems here at home. Uh, and they are not part of NATO. They're not an ally in the in the sense that, you know, they're part of these alliances that we have. And we have not ever defined the scope of our engagement. We just continually mm-hmm. pump out money. And quite frankly, people are tired of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have devastations in Maui. Florida yeah. just got hit with a hurricane, with floods in Vermont, with homeless people on the street, um, veterans, you know, everything. Yeah. I think we need to rein this stuff back in. Uh, and Congress needs to assert its its own authority that we're going to get engaged in places. We need to help define and shape what that looks like for how long and what we're going to do. We've done none of that here.
1: Once again, the, um, the concept of this um, government shutdown looming, I mean, most of us uh, kind of understand what's happening. But September 30th is another deadline to fund the federal government. Uh, shutdown is looming. What is what is all these? What do all these headlines mean? And and why are they attaching it uh, to other things? Can you explain this? It's very convoluted for me to understand. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, if you remember back before House Republicans took over, um, Democrats and and Senate Republicans kind of cobbled together this budget, uh, this yeah. omnibus budget. They jammed it through like the day after Christmas or something like that. Uh, it was just ridiculous, and so what we have said is we're going to do the appropriations process the normal way, the, the way that it was done in the past, where you had, you know, eight million pages of documents uh, to, to, you know, on a budget, you have no time to read it, to absorb it, see what's in it. Uh, we're not doing that. We're going through the traditional appropriations process um, again. We hadn't, they hadn't done that since I think 2018, mm-hmm. and so. <clears throat> that's what we're doing. And the house has passed, I think, one appropriations bill. There are twelve. Um, there are others that will be coming. Um, but I think what, what right now is is on the horizon is what, you know, what is the objective? The objective is to to fix the border, the objective is to stop some of the spending, you know, since Limit Save Grow uh was converted and they had that. Yeah, we had we had borrowed an additional one point five trillion dollars. So, I mean, people, like, this is why I voted against it, because it doesn't add up. We need to be serious about our debt. Um, You can't do it all overnight. I mean, it's $32 trillion. Mm -hmm. But we need to be serious about our debt, and we need to put in some things that make sense to get us back on that fiscal path. And our battle, House Republicans are the only conservative, I would say, group, Senate Republicans don't seem at at the moment to be eager to work with us. We're fighting with House Democrats, Senate Democrats, yeah. Senate Republicans, and this it's administration. It's
1: crazy. What's that? I said it's unbelievable what's happening with the Republicans in the Senate.
0: Right. So they've they passed their appropriations bills. We want to cut. Uh, we want to go back to pre-COVID levels of funding. Mm-hmm. And the reason why that's important is, if you remember, all this money got thrown into these agencies for COVID and it kind of beefed up their budgets. And of course they spent it on maybe COVID-related stuff, but they also spent it on other you know other crap. And so we want to go back to where we were, you know, a few years ago, and, and there's not an appetite for that. This this administration doesn't want to do that. So they want to keep printing money and borrowing money and doing all these things. And again, I think House Republicans, I think there's there's a, a strong possibility of a continuing resolution. Which will fund things you know for a limited time, say thirty days or something like that uh, to allow time for the house to to set up these other appropriations bills and send them to the Senate on our priorities. look we want republicans to to govern we don 't you know me personally i don't want Democrats to to you know be be at the table in this. We want to get back on the fiscal path um, and this is I think the proper way to do it. <laughs>
1: Uh, Congressman, way back when uh, you were just about to get um, inaugurated, there was that whole uh, vote for the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. At the time, you supported him as being re- reelected House Speaker. Um, I was just wondering, how do you how would you grade his um, I-, I guess his uh, his work and leadership at this point? Um, and especially going into this whole situation where um, you know we're talking about the possible government shutdown.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think I mean his job is immensely is, is immensely challenging, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you yeah. think about we have a, a a majority of five, and so if conservatives don't think it's too conservative, they can revolt. If the moderates don't think it's too moderate, they can go the other way. And so, mm-hmm. like hurting cats as a professional job seems like a nightmare to me. Um, But look, House Republicans, like the press, and particularly the press, the press has said, they'll never be able to do this. They'll never be able to do that. They'll never be able to do this. They can't ever wrangle together or get on the same page. And quite frankly, we have. You know, I mean, they said we couldn't pass a border bill. We did. They said we couldn't pass the National Defense Authorization Act, which gave the troops the biggest pay raise in 20 years, cut out all the woke military stuff and all this stuff. We did. And so I think every time that that happens, Uh, You know, cobbling together, meeting with the different groups on that. He's done well. Has he been perfect? No, Mm -hmm. of course not. But um, pulling people together into the room and and kind of managing these, um, you know, these differences of opinion. I think it's a healthy thing, but it's also challenging, particularly when you've only got a five vote majority.
1: One last question before we let you go. Um, there's just so much going on, the border crisis. You know, we see what's going on in New York City. Uh, we are looking at gas prices going up, oil prices going up. We're heading into winter months for, um, you know, cold days for m- much of the country. Um, you talk about the, uh, Ukraine and, and uh, you know, what happened in Maui. There's just so many issues um, happening. What is the actual thing that is always on the forefront of your mind that's, you know, could even possibly be keeping you up at night? I just read an article that uh, the Navy is 7,000 people short in their recruits and the recruiting oh, efforts. Yeah. It's very hard to recruit military members. And um, I mean, what is the one thing that you can impact that is keeping you up at night that you're just want to make sure you accomplish? Cause you did recently, um, announce that you are planning to run again.
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, Liz, I don't know if there's one thing, there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that keep me up at night. I mean, you've got the emerging threat of China and our readiness. You talked about the Navy and not, not having enough recruits. Yeah. We look at our national debt, um, and, and the mortgage that we are, uh, the future that we are mortgaging for our children and our grandchildren. You look at the border, and the fact that we we have, I worry about a terrorist attack because I know that we yes. found 250 people on the terror watch list. But there's 1.5 million Godaways that that we don't know who they are. Yeah, you know, so a lot of these things, you know, the the, the you know the the um, weaponization of our government and our government resources against people based on their political views. These are all things that I just I worry about and I think about. I'm like, what is the country that know, we're going to fight for today. Mm -hmm. uh, and what does that look like tomorrow for the next generation? And it's, and it's scary. I think we've got this, you know, this election, this next election, I think is, and everyone says it's always the most important. This is true. Like, are we, are we going to continue this slow decline and this, this changing of what makes this place so special? Or are we going to get back to the basics? Um, Stand up as as Americans and not put up with this stuff. We've got a lot of big problems um, to to handle. So there's a lot that kind of keeps me motivated, yeah. um, And there's a lot that keeps me up at night for sure.
1: What are you most Um, proud of?
0: Did you? Oh, in Congress?
1: Yeah. What from what you've done? um, You know, as as our congressman, what what is one of your most proudest moments?
0: Well, um, I think. The, I think right now, um, some of the oversight hearings that we've had and things that, you know, the research that I've done to kind of help shape the debate, Mm -hmm. I think is really important. Because, look, you can pass bills and you can appropriate money and do all these things, and those are important. But one of the roles of a congressman or a senator is to help shape the national discussion. and. If you're not researching this stuff, if you're not digging into the details,
1: getting the facts, you're not doing
0: your job. Mm-hmm. And um, I think on the from some of these hearings, on that front, you know, we've we've really helped uh, you know be a leader in our committees, despite only being here for just a couple months. You know, we've passed a few bills. Um, you know, we've had um, a lot of I would say good policy things that we've voted for that that would fix or and would help fix some of the problems in our country. Um, but I think right now, what I'm most proud of is some of these oversight things that we've been able
1: to do. Okay. All right. What should we look for next, Congressman Fry? What should we be paying attention to? Uh, what's coming up next week?
0: Well, next week, obviously, we're going to wind through, uh, again, some of these appropriations process. You're going to have a continuing resolution, most likely. I think you've got you know, different groups that are meeting. Freedom Caucus is meeting, you know, is working with the speaker and is working with others to kind of come up with a plan. Um, And again, we need to play, I think we need to play chess and not checkers, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially when we're dealing with this administration and the Senate. Uh, If we're going to have any fiscal discipline, it's going to be because we step up and do it. Uh, And I hope that we rise to that challenge. So that'll be kind of the next couple weeks um, dealing with government funding, and uh, that'll probably color. And, And then we've got Merrick Garland coming in next week. Um, and I've got a lot of questions for that, gentleman.
1: All right. Well, congratulations on the announcement. That was big news we heard last week. And uh, we look forward uh, uh, to, you know, speaking with you in another couple of weeks. Keep up the good Absolutely. work. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Absolutely. Congressman. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Y'all have a good weekend. Thank you.